Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Demo Tape Podcast. So lovely to have you back listening to me, checking in with me for another week. I'm your host, Demetrius Collins. Uh, we got a good show today. We're going to talk about some fun stuff because I know I always have a cynical view of the world and I tend to talk about very, uh, you know, deep topics or what I like to believe that are deep topics. And so today, I just want to have some fun. So today's episode is going to be about the state of hip hop. Where hip hop is, where hip hop was, where hip hop is going. Um, and believe it or not, I know a lot of people who think that I'm a hip hop snob and things of that nature, but I think that hip hop is in a very good place today. For real. And I'll explain why later. But before I get into that, I want to let everyone know that you can subscribe to the Demo Tape Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube if you got if you need your visual fix. Remember, after you subscribe to rate and review the show, I want to know how I'm doing. I want to know what you want more from, what you want, what you want more of, what you want less of. And let me know how I'm doing. Remember, it's not hating if you tell the truth. So just tell the truth and uh, shame the devil. <laughs> so before I get into uh, any other topic, I want to give a round of applause to the boy Zeke Elliott because he held out. He had a tolerance for ambiguity. Which is a Jerry Jones term And he got his paper Now it may not be what quarterbacks get And we can make an argument And I have and I will make the argument that running backs Certain running backs should get quarterback money Because if you're touching the ball over 450 times I think that there is a re- reasonable uh, There's a reasonable expectation for you to get You know over 20 million, 22 million Which is quarterback money, starting quarterback money Because that's what Nick Foles is getting 22 And I think that's what uh, Zeke Elliott should have got But you know, things are about progress. Life is about progress. And Zeke is progressing. He didn't take a short. So shout out to that brother. He knew his worth. Jerry Jones knew his worth. The Cowboys knew his worth. The NFL knows his worth. They just want some BS, man. Because there's all this quarterback love. And they'd rather pay a mediocre quarterback, you know, $30 million than pay a top flight running back $25 million. So I don't know what that's about. Um, there, there needs to be an adjustment in the running back market. But I just wanted to say shout out to Zeke for having that tolerance, having that militancy to stick to what his mind told him and what his spirit told him that he needed. I don't even know if his spirit told him. Maybe it was just his stats told him. His beliefs told him what he needed, and he went out and got that. So shout out to Zeke Elliott, you know, because that brother deserves more money than what he got, but he got the most running back money in the league. And sure, it'll be surpassed soon, but that's not the point. The point is... The running back position is not being devalued because Zeke has showed you that if you're a top five running back, if you're one of those guys that they can give you the carries, that you can run your, you can, you have leverage and use your leverage. Le'Veon tried to use his leverage against the Steelers. I'm a Steeler fan. I'm going to be honest. I don't like the fact that we did not pay Le'Veon because I feel like Le'Veon was worth it. I feel like if you ask me, my hierarchy in the NFL by position wise, I would say, Quarterback, I would say quarterback simply because if you have a good quarterback, there's no other position like it. What they can do from their position, running and throwing, if you have a good one. Many teams have a good one, but I will say quarterback, even though I grip my teeth and I'll say it. But then I'll say, you know, yeah, defensive players, any defensive player, I believe, should be the second highest paid player on your team. But I think the third highest player, before wide receiver, in any circumstance, if you have it, is a top five, is a running back, man. Like, come on. 
the amount of carries they give these guys, the amount of versatility that some of these guys display. You know, Le'Veon Bell lines up in the slot. He lines up out wide at the X or the Y. He lines up in the backfield. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, NFL is about talent. And if you have talented players, you should pay your talented players. I, I don't think there's any if, ands, or buts about that. It doesn't matter what position you play. If you play left tackle, guard. If you play guard and you're the best guard in your league, the league, you need to get ducats. Because at the end of the day, you're part of the 11 that makes this thing move. And your guard play can make the running back play better, can make the quarterback play better. You know what I mean? It, it, it's so much. All the te- all the, the, the positions on the NFL team are interdependent. So with that being the case, I think if you have an elite talent at any level, they should get their money. And that's why I'm going to leave it. So shout out to Z. Moving on. Early on. HBCU football is in back and it's in full effect. And I know for a lot of us as HBCU fans, you know, we don't get the uh, the the joy of being able to root for a power five school. And a lot of times early on in the season, the power five schools scrub us up. Like UCF did to FAMU, 62 to nothing. I was so hurt at first because I was like, damn, you know, uh, we can't, I, I just don't think that there's any excuse to not have a competitive team. So like FAU, when they played Ohio State, they lost, they gave up 60 plus points, but they scored 21. So that makes it look a little different than just getting blasted 62 to zero. And so, um, when I was, when I was watching the FAMU game, I was, you know, there's a play here or there that were made that was exciting, but. I just was more so disheartened because I'm like, dude, there's no excuse for this. Like, okay, I get it. We can't win the uh, American Athletic Conference or Conference USA. I think that's what you, which, whatever, whichever one of those conferences conferences uh, UCF plays in. But I, I think you can still have a MEAC powerhouse. And I understand we're under probation. For those that don't know, FAMU football is definitely under probation for not having the eligible academic players. That could be said about a lot of schools, by the way. So don't be like, oh, it's HBCU. That's why. That could be said about a lot of schools. I'm sure if you went to USC, some dudes wasn't academically eligible. But um, we're on probation this year. And so we're not going to be able to compete for the postseason championships, the Celebration Bowl. But we can still wreck other people's seasons. So FAMU Rattlers, this not this Saturday, but next Saturday. And every Saturday after that till the season's over, your season still means something. So don't think just because you you can't get the personal glory that there's nothing to play for. There's a lot to play for. So make sure y'all go out in Bragg Stadium and every stadium that you hit on the road and y'all play for something this season. I just want to give the encouragement to the boys. Hit the HBCU scoreboard for those HBCU alumni or those that tend to just love football. North Carolina Central lost to Austin P, 41-10. Alabama State lost to UAB, 24-19. Bowling Green beat Morgan State, which is in... Baltimore 46-3 You get a trend here A lot of the HBCUs Are going to lose Their first game Because they're playing Power 5 conferences Because to be honest With you A lot of our schools Need the money Florida A&M As I said earlier Lost to Central Florida 62-0 Howard lost to Maryland 79-0 VA Lynchburg Lost to Merrimack 45-14 Prairie View A&M Beat Texas Southern 44-3 Southern University in Baton Rouge lost to McNeese State 34 to 28. Alcorn State lost to Southern Miss 38 to 10. Tennessee State lost to Mississippi Valley State 26 28 to 6. I mean 26 to 20. 
Hampton with DeAndre Francois, Florida State transfer, which I'm happy that they got him. More HBCUs should be trying to get these JUCO guys and these guys that get kicked out of the top, the Power Five universities, because number one, it's a great environment for them to be in, and number two, football is football, man. The scouts gonna go with the talent flows. That's my, that's what I believe. Dudes try to give me excuses, but yeah. North Carolina A&T beat Elon 24-21. South Carolina State beat Wofford 28-13. Louisiana Monroe beat Grambling State 31-9. TCU beat Arkansas Bluff 39-7. Old Dominion beat Norfolk State 24-21. Bethune-Cookman beat Jackson State 36-16. And Alabama A&M beat Morehouse. 35-10. So those are your HBCU scores. Moving on to the upset of the week. I can't believe it happened. Tennessee lost to Georgia State in Atlanta. Georgia State's in Atlanta. 38-30. Surprising outcome, y'all. Because at the end of the day, I don't think that a school should get dominated in the trenches like Tennessee did. And every year, Tennessee fans act like this season that they're in is going to be a new season. And it's not. It's not. It's always the same thing for Tennessee fans. They always get let down. I want you to put something in perspective. Tennessee's greatest quarterback in their history didn't win a national championship. The guy that they don't even know, T. Martin, they don't really show him any love, brought them their only national championship in their school history. Peyton Manning, who they beloved, they bring back at every chance they can. They want to let everybody know, hey, Peyton Manning, you know, he played for Tennessee. Hey, y'all know what he did in the NFL. When he was in college, he couldn't beat Florida, and he didn't win a national championship. So that's something to chew on with you Tennessee fans because every year y'all think that, hey, man, we're Tennessee football. We have a legacy. We're going to go. We're going to win. We're going to win the SEC East. We're going to – nah. Nah. Tennessee's not even a factor in the SEC. Which leads me to my bigger – which leads me to another point that SEC football, as much as I love it, isn't the best – Excuse me. Isn't the best conference in college football. It's the Big Ten. The Big Ten, top to bottom, has the best conference in football. Not the Big 12, because the Big 12, they don't play defense. Not the ACC, because the ACC, there just aren't enough good teams in the ACC. Not the SEC. While there are good teams and NFL talent, I believe, from top to bottom in the SEC, it doesn't always form itself into good teams. The best teams in college football are in the Big Ten. Like top to bottom, I mean, not the best teams, meaning all the best teams in college football. Just the best, to me, you know, conference for football is the Big Ten. And so, Ohio State, they look real good. And if you're an Ohio State fan, as much as I hate, I hate Ohio State, I think you have a lot to be optimistic about. I think you have a lot to cheer for because Ohio State's team look very threatening. Now, all what's going to tell the story is the schedule. As they move on playing the the Purdue's, the Michigan's, the Michigan States, the Iowa's, you know, that's going to let me know. That's going to let not only me know, that's going to let, you know, Ohio State fans know and college football fans know what Ohio State's about. Because I know a lot of people bet on college sports. So, yeah, man, that's it for the sports topics. So I just want to pause for a second and remind everybody that if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe to the Demo Tape Podcast on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I say iTunes, but I mean Apple Podcasts. And YouTube, if you want to get your visual fix, if you need to see the person who's actually talking, talk. You can subscribe over at YouTube. Don't remember, don't forget to leave a review and a comment. 
and let me know how I'm doing and let me know how you feel the show could grow or more things you want to hear uh, about more subjects and things of that nature and I'll try to incorporate that for y'all alright so getting to the crux of the show what the show's about like I said we want to do a fun show because there's so much uh, bad things going on in the world there was another mass shooting some comments by Lil Nas X that I have a problem with referring regarding homosexuality in the black I mean not homosexuality regarding homophobia in the black community that I that I would love to address but I'm not gonna address on this episode I'm just gonna stick to the fun stuff which is the state of hip-hop and believe it or not because I know a lot of you that are listening know me as the hip-hop snob um, or think maybe I have fancy me a hip-hop snob but I'm really not I'm all about change and growth and evolution of art forms and things of that nature I used to be a snob right but I remember watching a Bob Dylan documentary and he was saying how an artist is always in a state of becoming and which means an artist always has to check the challenge for artists is always coming up with a new innovative way to do what they do so while you know your favorite rapper you may like your favorite rapper's first album if he's a true artist his goal should always be to come up with something that he's never done before the way that it's and i'm speaking of hip-hop what he's never done before a sound that he's that you never heard from him before maybe a, a a lyrical cadence or technique that you never heard before it's always about something new for art art is about never looking back that's what art is about that's how you grow and how you progress how you become a great artist and not only did Bob Dylan give me game on just how to, you know, interpret music and of all genres, but he also made me feel, made me be a little less harsh on Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne, man, I, I, I hated the dude. When he made the Carter 2, I love the album. If you haven't heard the Carter 2, please go back and listen to the Carter 2 front to back. To me, it's Lil Wayne's magnum opus, but you know, I had to respect his efforts on the Carter 3 and the Carter 4 and all the other albums, even though I don't like them, you have to respect the fact that he's not staying stagnant. Whereas your favorite rapper, I'll, I'll give you an example, Jeezy, he tends to stay stagnant. Um, and while some people may like that, that if, if, if you're a true artist, like I said before, that is not beneficial to what you're trying to do, which is why Kanye West, up to a certain point here recently, was one of my favorite artists because he always was, was pushing this, the sound of hip hop, right? Soul samples And then he went If you fast forward to The 808's A Heartbreak Sound It was very Like I said Like I said The 808's Bass sound Then you went to uh, Yeezus Which is more of a techno Sounding album Then you have his You know Grandiose Luxurious Piano ballad Rock Sample You know Everything Which was My 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 beautiful Twisted dark fantasy and so, you know, that is one thing as far as hip hop that relaxed my expectations a little bit. Is you gotta let you, as fans, I'm gonna say that to all my listeners here. As fans, we have to allow our artists to grow. And so, that's one thing I wanna say before I get into the, the meat of what I'm gonna say. So, in this discussion, I'm gonna talk about uh, my, like I said, the state of hip hop, my personal top five. Of right now and who I think is top five of all time. Also, I'm gonna talk about underrated rappers and overrated rappers. This is just my opinion because everybody's been doing their list of top 50. And I think you're never gonna come up with a list of top 50 that everybody likes or that everybody agrees with. So it's better off just to come up with your top five, like I did and broke it down. Uh yeah, man. A lot of people think that I'm a uh 
hip-hop fan. I mean, a music fan, but I'm really not. I'm just a hip-hop fan. Like, I listen to a lot of things like Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix and The Doors and all that stuff. And I do like that stuff. But, like, you, you probably won't catch me bumping Taylor Swift. So, I don't like the hip-hop fan things. But with that being said, I want to get into my top five. My personal top five right now. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is number one for me. Because... Freddie Gibbs is technically the most sound rapper that I think that I'm that I'm hearing right now, and also the most the more technically sound rapper and entertaining rapper. Which what I mean by that is he can still give me what I need lyrically and make me think about what he's saying, but also say things that I actually enjoy hearing, um, things that I relate to. Nipsey Hussle, before his untimely death earlier this year, is number two on that list, and the reason why I jump jump in this drop Nipsey Hussle too because it's because he passed, not because of what he said. Because man. The marathon will continue, Nip, and Nip has the, had the vision and the conviction and the aggression and the passion when he rapped that made me, you know, want to pursue not only podcasting, but everything that I'm trying to do with an extra fervor and uh, tunnel-mindedness or one-mindedness, I should say, that you need for success. J-Rock. I actually started listening to J-Rock. He comes in number three on my personal top five list. J-Rock, I've been listening to J-Rock since I was like 15. I heard of J-Rock. Before I heard of Kendrick Lamar And actually I didn't like Kendrick Lamar When I first heard Kendrick Lamar If you go back and listen to some of the old K-Dot mixtapes It doesn't sound like the Kendrick that we hear today Actually his name used to be K-Dot And you know I didn't like what I was hearing from him But I did like J-Rock The gangsters rap The, the things that he was rapping about um, J-Rock does it for me His last album uh, Redemption You know what I mean 90059 Arguably two two classics. Pusha T. Pusha T is kind of the exception to the rule that I was rapping that I was talking about earlier when I was saying that as an artist you kind of have to grow in order to to be a true artist because I think Pusha T has grown sonically, but literally Pusha T raps about the same thing in the same way. I ain't gonna say the same way, but he finds new ways to rap about the same thing, and I guess that's a level of growth. But I love Pusha T's rhymes, man, it, because it it's coke rap. But it's never old coke rap. I feel like with Jeezy, you hear the same thing. And maybe even with Pusha T, it's the same thing. But with Pusha T, I just feel like he's always lyrically sharp and on point. And like I said, he always finds new innovative ways to say the same thing. And last but not least, rounding out my personal top five, Meek Mill. And Meek Mill, I didn't always like Meek Mill when he first came out. I didn't always believe in Meek Mill when he first came out. But what I like more so than a rapper's lyrics is a rapper's story, is a rapper's background. And if your background is very, if, you, if I could relate to your story or I could see that you overcame things in real life. So like Meek Mill, the probation things, the, the, the beef with Drake that he lost, the Nicki breaking up. He's come through it all. He's come through it all. And I feel like people still want to hear Meek Mill albums. So that's what puts Meek Mill in my top five. I love his resilience. I love his 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 commitment to excellence, greatness behind the mic. People say that he screams a lot. I think I think when you say things like that, you're just nitpicking because a lot of people love DMX and DMX screams a lot. Uh, and yeah, so that's my top five: Freddie Gibbs, Nipsey Hussle, J. Rock, Pusha T, and Meek Mill. Those are my favorites. Honorable mention for my top five: Payroll Giovanni. If you ever heard Payroll Giovanni, my man Thomas put me on to Payroll Giovanni. Hey. Dude is give you like them lifestyle raps How to stack it, flip it, stash it You know um, 
rapping I like guys that come from a real perspective That really done real things in their life Yeah it's cool to have the conceptual rap And how you know like the YBN Cordays Or even I don't even know what, Like rappers There's a lot of rappers out there that just rap to be rapping And I'm not a fan of the rap to be rapping Like Logic he's one of those rappers He just raps and he's really good at rapping And and, and, and I would like to allow me some some forgiveness on that Some leeway Because I don't listen to extensive Logic catalogs I heard some of the Logic mixtapes early on And he struck me as one of those rappers that Just raps to just to rap And I don't like rappers that, that just rap to rap I like rappers that come from a perspective That come from a background of doing something That can give you something when you're listening to the rap So which is why I like Piero Giovanni And Big Crit Big Crit makes my honorable mention I've been to a couple Big Crit shows I love Big Crit's music Um... Big Crit is a soulful artist. He is a artistic artist, always looking to grow and improve. His newest album, Crit was here. I like it. I like it. I don't like the fact that he didn't make any beats on it or he made one beat on it. I wish Big Crit would have given us the Big Crit sound, man. That's that's one thing that draws me into his music is the fact that he makes his own beats and he writes his own lyrics. That's one thing that I like about artistry, period. I give an artist a leg up over another artist. Because they create their own stuff Which is like one example I'll give uh, Is Prince I like Prince more than Michael Jackson For the simple fact That Prince played his own music Played his own guitar Played his own drums Arranged his own music And wrote his own music And I think That's a lot more difficult Than just You know Going to the studio with Quincy Jones And Quincy Jones has a, has, a, has, a, has a score for you And you write the lyrics And you got Rod Temperton Helping you with the lyrics And yeah you may be An excellent vocal talent Michael Jackson but you're not Prince. You're not the artist that Prince was. From Ruder to the Tudor, from the ground up, I respect Prince artistry. And that's the thing that, that drew me to be crit too. And Kanye, is that they made their own beats and they wrote their own lyrics. So you were getting 100% of them. Um, that always doesn't work well. So as you, if you guys, you know, haven't taken notice yet, J. Cole and Big Crit, I mean not Big Crit, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar didn't make my personal top five. And that's because... Kendrick and J. Cole Well first of all With J. Cole Is a lot of I, I feel a, I love Nas And I think a lot of people Feel the way about Nas The way I feel about J. Cole Is all the time I don't hear the very The, the passion from J. Cole That I like to hear I like to hear Emotional Passionate Thoughtful rap I like to feel a way When I'm done listening to your music And all the time J. Cole doesn't make me feel that way And so You know I, I can't put him in my personal top 5 I understand he's in a lot And Kendrick I feel like Kendrick Just gonna pop man Kendrick had his albums Like I like Section 80 if you haven't heard Section 80, go and check that out, which I'm sure most people listening to my podcast have. But if you haven't, go listen to it. And then I like Good Kid Mad City. You know, those are the albums that I like because it created that emotional connection to where he was from in Compton. I like I like every Kendrick Lamar album. I purchased every Kendrick Lamar album, but I'm not going to put Kendrick Lamar in my top five. I'm not going to put J. Cole in my top five because for me, they, I don't connect to their music in that way. Uh, their music is very good. Borderline exceptional Well J. Cole I think is borderline exceptional Another rapper that didn't make my top 5 is Drake Nah people have a lot of exceptions I like a lot of Drake music But I just don't Drake's ever I don't. Once again Drake is kind of like the Kendrick Lamar thing with me He's a pop artist You know And I like hip hop music Right And Drake while he's a great rapper I don't know if Drake's ever put together a hip hop classic So You know I don't well, I wouldn't put Drake in my top 5 that way either Drake has a lot of Interesting music, uh, good music, but I don't know if he has that real soul, that soulful hip hop stuff that I like personally. So, if you've never heard any of the artists that I've just said about, 
Make sure you go check them out. They have a lot of great albums. Freddie Gibbs has a bandana album that's out now. Bandana is heat rock all the way through. Nipsey Hustle, Victory Lab, and Mailbox Money, and Slauson Boy 2. You go check that out. J Rock, like I said, Redemption and 90059. Uh, Pusha T, My Name is My Name, The Wrath of Cain, uh, King Push. Uh, I can't even think. Hell Hath No Fury with the clips. Meek Mill, you know, dreams worth more than money. Uh, wins and losses, championships, all of those joints bang to me. I mean, Meek Mill got some of the poppy music in it too, but Meek Mill still connects to that, uh, that soul and that pain and that anger and that emotionality, that black perspective that I like to hear in rap. So yeah. Um, moving on to who I think of is top five of all time. Coming in number five. And, and forgive me, y'all, before y'all hear this, because a lot of what I'm going to say is the historian in me. And I think um, history is very important because you have to go back to the root causes of things. And you have to give credit to the genesis of things, right? Because without the genesis of something, whatever we're speaking about wouldn't exist. So uh, we look back at hip hop history. Number five. It's KRS-One Because I think a lot of people that like The conscious rap And the the black conscious rap The conscious rap That that, that stems from KRS-One style That's what he was He was the edutainer You know what I'm saying He was the teacher That's his that's his moniker So I think you have to give And I don't listen to KRS-One extensively Right But I listen to enough KRS-One To know that he fathered a lot of styles A lot of perspectives On the, the generation of rappers That uh, preceded him Number four, Rakim. Got to give Rakim his props. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Rakim myself. Like I said, just because of the date of what he of the, the date of time. I mean, I like the stuff that he did with Eric B. I like obviously the albums that he has, uh, the early '90s albums that he has. But mainly, why I'm giving him the top five stats is because of the styles that he birthed. Rakim made a lot of dudes want to rap like him. Made a lot of dudes want to take his style. Nas, to be one example, and so. Um, Got to give it up to Rakim for paving the way for rap to grow into what it is. Big Daddy Kane's another one. Uh, I listen to Big Daddy Kane a lot more than I listen to the other two. And his lyrical schemes, uh, his rhyme patterns, his rhyme cadence, his technical ability is still matched by none. I mean, if you listen to a lot of the current rappers today and then you go back and listen to uh, Big Daddy Kane, you'll hear like the technical proficiency that he has over a lot of rappers today. And it's utterly startling because if you're a nerd for this thing that i am you'll just love it uh, nas i know i have nas rocked above above rocking because i feel like nas inspired a lot of dudes to do this uh j cole just to name that's just one but you know i feel like you know if you're a dude that wants to put your words together you probably was listening to nas coming up um a lot of people criticize nas because they don't feel like he's very emotive in his music and he is he's kind of a laid-back dude but i relate to it i like nas storytelling um, he's influenced by Slick Rick Slick Rick didn't make my list But Slick Rick is definitely if, if there was one rapper that I would take out of the top 5 Would be Nas and put it in the top 5 Would be Slick Rick Because a lot of the storytelling rap that we got Is from Slick Rick His storytelling is second to none as well it's, Especially when you're going back and you're just looking at rap If you're listening for the progression of hip hop How it's grown into what it is today Number 1 on my list is LL Cool J LL Cool J to me is the best rapper of all time Simply because of what he did for Def Jam And the rap ballad To me, that's like I said This is just one man's opinion What LL Cool J did with the rap ballad Is he made it cool for brothers to rap about ladies 
Uh, even though brothers, you know, with the gangster rap brothers, we disrespect the ladies. But you know, when we like, like I feel like without LL Cool J, we don't have a Drake. You know what I mean? Drake is an evolution of LL Cool J. You know what I'm saying? Because LL Cool J was rapping about how he needs love and hate lover and all this, all these things. And 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 I feel like that. Like I said, and also him being the foundation piece of Def Jam. Uh, building that label up to what it is today. Def Jam is a mega label now. Big Crit's been signed to the label. J- Big Crit's been signed to the label. Jay Z's been signed to the label. Nas has been signed to the label. Um, who else has been signed to the label? Kanye signed to the label. I mean, yo, you just name a who's who of hip hop, and you know, you have to give LL Cool J that credit for being the franchise player of. Def Jam Records, like I said, and not to not to mention his technical ability as a rapper and his songwriting as a rapper. I mean, LL's made hits like hits that we all love. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people tend to look over LL because now a lot of a younger generation we see him and he's on NCIS and he's a TV star. But yo, LL was a rapper and a very good rapper and a very influential rapper at the time in which he came through. So, you know. That's my personal top five of all time. Um, underrated rappers. <sighs> Number one, Future. Future. I have to say Future is the most underrated, disrespected rapper, I think, in the game. Um, because of the fact that people tend to think he's all Molly and lean rap. But Future goes deep into his emotions and his melancholy and his perspective on his life and the things that he's going through and he literally he play he puts words and verses together he's not just a trap rapper you know tupac i mean not tupac <laughs> future extends from that dungeon family lineage so you know if you know anything about dungeon family them dudes make good music majority of the dudes that come from that dungeon family make good music and future is no exception like i said he get he expired a generation which i want to give him credit for doing that and that also has to be taken into consideration when considering him underrated because when you inspire other people to emulate what you're doing that means what you're doing is having an impact so i have to give uh future some credit if you're looking for songs to quote what i mean uh just on his last album you could go listen to never stop you can listen to temptation um you could listen to songs like uh special on the honest album I mean, just go and listen to your future catalog, man. You got a deep dive of future. 50, 56 Nights. You listen to Never Lose. I mean, there's a lot of songs where I think future is actually rapping and not just mumble rapping, um, which a lot of people uh, despise today. Mozzie. That's another rapper. If you've never heard of Mozzie, he's a rapper out of Oakland. Not Oakland. San Francisco, the Bay Area, or if you consider that the Bay Area. Northern Cal. And I like I, I like the way that Mozzie paints the vivid images of the things that he went through before breaking into rap, and some of the things that he was into. I think Mozzie's a very underrated rapper at this point. I think a lot of people write him off as just a gangster rapper, but I don't. I think there's always more nuance to gangster rap than meets the eye. Gangster rap is not just about rapping and killing. Gangster rap is about a perspective, ex- explaining to you a perspective and a thought process on why these things happen and why certain types of people or certain people in certain situations do what they do i don't think it's a glorification at all so once again mozzie and last but not least a rapper that i think is underrated is ellie dollar a rapper out of houston texas by way of new orleans he's underground uh he's been down with slim thug currency and now he has his own label and 
you know, he's just that motivation rap, kind of like Payroll Giovanni, giving you that lifestyle, giving you that perspective on rap, on life, on how to continue to strive to at what you're doing, and you know what I mean, at whatever what you're doing, and 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 just giving you that mental toughness to succeed. And I like listen, like I said, I'm always a fan. I'm always gonna be a fan of rap that gives me something back. I don't, you know, Migos, and I like a lot of the young guys like me, like like Gunna and and uh, Lil Baby, and you know, even some of what the Migos does. I like that. But that doesn't really give me anything back, right? It's just trap rap about how much, you know, you're driving a G-Wagon, you got ice, and your girl bad, and all that stuff is cool, and there's a, there's a place for that. But that's not for me personally. I like to listen to rap that's going to give me something back. I need value out of my music. I want to be able to listen to your album and come away with a, with, a, with a way of thinking, a philosophy. Because I do fancy rappers, some of rappers, not all rappers, as philosophers. Alright, where we at with it? Overrated rappers. This is this is probably gonna shock a lot of people. Um, Eminem. Eminem is the most overrated rapper. I feel like Eminem gets. And somebody told me the other day on Instagram because I tweeted something that Eminem gets white privilege in hip hop, and so I was like, "Ain't no white privilege in hip hop." Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because I feel like a lot of people say Eminem is a top five rapper of all time simply because he's white and he's good at rapping. I don't think that people actually break down Eminem's catalog. The way they should So it's like You look at Eminem's catalog You have the Slim Shady LP The Marshall Mathers LP The Eminem Show Encore The Recovery The Relapse I'm sorry The Recovery Marshall Mathers 2 And then the last album I don't even know the name Because it was so trash I don't even remember But my, the point I'm trying to make is Dog Eminem has three albums And the way I rate, I rate rappers Obviously I think the top five That we get through And the list that we go through Is all generational I mean, I, I took a top five of what I believe, but honestly speaking, it's generational. So you have to go from like, you know, 79 to 85, 85 to 89, 89 to 94, 94 to 99, 99 to 04. Like, I think that's how you should rate rappers. Every five years, you should have a different top five at that time because the game shifts so much. And with Eminem, um, with that being said, it's, it's a lot like sports, right? So you, you have your top five of all time or you have your top 50 players, or top 10 of all time. But in reality, sports is broken down by generation two. Every 10 years, guys break through and guys change the game and guys innovate the game. And so, um, you have to look at longevity, right? So if a guy comes into the NF- NBA or NFL or baseball and has three great seasons and then the rest of his career is mediocre, you wouldn't say, he was top five all time. You might say, okay, he had he was a good player. Oh yeah, you remember when he so and so had his run and did this? Like kind of like a Chris Johnson. You remember Chris Johnson ran for two thousand yards, but you're not saying Chris Johnson's one of the best running backs to ever do it. And I think that kind of happens with Eminem. Eminem is white, so I think people tend tend to, especially black people, tend to want to place him on a pedestal that he doesn't deserve. Man, like is he a technically proficient rapper? Yeah, but. What is Eminem saying nowadays? What is Eminem saying that shift that's shifting the culture? He took his little cheap shot, not a cheap shot. He took his little weak shot at Donald Trump, which I think is low hanging fruit because anybody could diss Donald Trump and be and be praised for it. So Eminem took his little diss at Donald Trump. But my question is more importantly, what is the last Eminem album that people really wanted to bump front to back? Like the first three all banged. I'll give him that. The Eminem show probably being the best or Marshmallow ZP, whatever you want to say. But Eminem was rapping for something And ever since, you know, I get it He beat his drug addiction and all that But his music isn't the same It doesn't resonate the same Especially to me I mean, I'm just one man Maybe for you out there listening It does resonate for you But I think Eminem is vastly overrated I think people just place Eminem in top five Because he can rhyme words 
he could rhyme multi-syllabalistic words. And so people say like, oh, he's top five of all time. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Eminem doesn't have the longevity to be top five all time. Bless you, Chaz. Bless you. You all right, bro? Yeah, Eminem doesn't have the uh, the longevity of his catalog to be top five of all time. I don't believe Eminem has four good albums. Eminem has three good albums, and I challenge anybody who, who has an issue with that. And last but not least, definitely not least, the last underrated rapper I'm going to talk about is Andre 3000. Come on, y'all. Y'all have to explain. People need to explain to me how Andre 3000, without any solo albums, became a top five rapper. Help me understand that. Because Big Boy was one half of Outkast and a good half of Outkast too, which I don't understand how people just skip over Big Boy. And Big Boy has three good albums. Boomerverse, Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors, and Sir Lucius Left Foot. So if you haven't heard those, go look at, go listen to those. Artistically, lyrically, whatever you want. Sonically, those bang. And Andre 3000 just pops up on somebody's guest spot on an album every so many years. And people just say, Andre 3000 is top five. Based off what? Based off a few 16s every six months or two years or a year and a half or so? Y'all got to cut it out. Stop, stop. And, and, and the only solo album that he made isn't that good. The Love Below isn't that good. Stop it. It's, it's, it's. Pretentiously creative Like it's just like Dude nobody gives a damn About you trying to sing And fancy yourself Prince You can't sing You're not an artist in that way You're a rapper And I get so frustrated When people try to put Andre 3000 in top 5 Because they really don't have a reason to It's just one of those things like Oh Andre 3000 pops out of nowhere With a good verse Yo he's a top 5 rapper He's not top 5 man And if he's top 5 Then he shares a spot with Big Boy Because Big Boy should be top 5 Because he was one half of a group First of all I don't don't believe in putting Group members Who don't have solo albums In top 5 discussions Would you put Havoc And Havoc from Mob Deep Has a solo album My point is Would you put Havoc from Mob Deep In in top 5 No you probably wouldn't You wouldn't put Q-Tip in top five of all time And these guys are all great rappers And they're right Andre 3000 somehow is Somehow attached itself to like the weirdo hipster Hipster identity And so they're just like oh Andre 3000 is top five Andre 3000 is not top five of all time He is not Stop it Just stop it He's not top five of all time He has some good verses on some people's albums And they're not even that good Like his verse on Frank Ocean, his verse on Frank Ocean album wasn't that great, y'all. Like, I, I just think we put so much, so many extras on Andre 3000. It's kind of disgusting. We just love just, I don't know, man. Maybe he's created a good brand and mystique for himself. Moving on, man. Get winding down the show. I don't know if y'all heard, Bun B has a new album out, uh, Bun B Day. And I'm going to be honest, it's not very good. I like Bun B. I'm a huge UGK Bun B fan. I actually like Pimp C more than I like Bun B. But I don't like Bun B's album. Bun B sounds dated. He sounds like he's still rapping in like the year 2001. Um, and then music sounded unfocused. Well, he sounded dated and stagnant. And then his music sounded unfocused. And I'm not just criticizing the brother just to criticize him. I love the dude. I love the dude. But I just felt like this EP that he put out. It just wasn't it I, I don't know One song he's rapping about Saving the world And like how brothers Need to put the guns down And then the next song He's talking about Peeling your cat back And just, you know what I'm saying Killing people And I'm like dog You gotta You gotta You gotta choose a side man When, you, when you're doing An album of, uh, Or you're doing the EP That's only like You know five songs You gotta You gotta make it 
It has to be a concept. It has to be uh, congruent. It all has to fit. And if I'm, if if the the changes from track to track are too drastic, then I'm questioning whether or not, you know, you still have it. And I and I don't know because the last album that Bun B made, uh, Blood on the Wheel, I think, I didn't like it. Or not, I don't even know if that's what Blood on the Wheel. Trill of uh, what is the, what is the last Bun B album? Forever Trill or Trill Forever? Uh, I didn't like that album either. Um, Big Crit produced it. I thought because Big Crit produced it, it was going to be a banger, and it wasn't a banger. It was it was it was very underwhelming. So, um, if you, you go out and check out the Bun B album uh, for yourself, it's called Bun B Day. It's out now. It's just an EP. Uh, you know, Bun B still going and doing his thing, but I'm just not a fan of of the newer of his newest work. And so, you know, that's that's why I'm gonna leave it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. As always, you can subscribe to the Demo Tape Podcast on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, YouTube. Make sure you rate and review the show. I want to know what you think of the show. Um, like I said, I want to appreciate everybody out there for listening and sticking with your boy. Up until next week, y'all. Peace.